Hey there, you're listening to Combo Breaker, a one-two punch of enthusiasm. Each week, I present a tiny interruption to share something that I'm digging on. This week, if I sound a little uh, on edge or distracted, it's because the neighbors below me are repeatedly playing the intro to Game of Thrones on the piano, trying to figure it out. It's cool. I'm into it. Um, But it's a lot. It's happening a lot, repeatedly. Um... So that's a little bit about where I'm at this week. This week I wanted to talk about an episode of TV that is, at least I think, very emblematic of the spirit of the show it's from and kind of encapsulates that childlike whimsy and imagination that is so prevalent in our youth. And I think this episode also kind of serves as a reminder to us older people, um, you know, imagination's cool. I'd like to share with you the episode Rainy Day Daydream from Adventure Time. It was episode 23 of season one and was written by Pendleton Ward, the show creator, and it aired September 6th of 2010. First, a little punch in the face of what Adventure Time is all about, okay? So here we go. Adventure Time takes place in a post-apocalyptic land of ooh, thousands of years after a nuclear war changed the land forever. Finn the human and Jake the dog are best friends. Later in the series, you find out that Finn was actually adopted and like Jake and Finn are brothers. It's it's cool. Finn being a kid full of energy and determination, enthusiasm really. And Jake is a dog with magical powers, but kind of has this like stoner vibe, but often at like has really great um, adages, I guess, or like sage advice. You, you get the picture, right? He's a, he's a yellow dog with magic. Uh, There is Princess Bubblegum, the leader of the Candy Kingdom, the Ice King, who has penguin minions named Gunter, Marceline, the Vampire Queen, Bimo, a tiny computer robot bud that lives with Finn and Jake in their treehouse. There's a peppermint butler, uh, a lady slash lady, I guess, no spoilers here, Susan Strong, and we can't forget LSP, who is the lumpy space princess, and uh, fun fact, is voiced by Pendleton Ward as well. There's just this huge hodgepodge of colorful characters that live around the land of Ooh. Much of the tiny story arcs are around foiling the Ice King's plans to take over the Candy Kingdom, fighting random monsters, finding, using, or destroying random artifacts, and larger like season arcs work with heavier story movements, like dealing with a Lich King who's like a a bigger demon than the Ice King, uh, love and loss, just to to name a few, really. The series drew inspiration from various role-playing games, very much like Dungeons & Dragons. If you think about it, it's a fantastic mode to operate in in a post-apocalyptic work. You can change and move and introduce characters in the world around. It kind of just unfolds and reveals itself to our heroes as our heroes grow stronger, become wiser. Also, there's, you know, Ice King and Lich and a peppermint butler who made a deal with the devil, I guess. I don't know. I'm hoping some of this vague talking about the show piques your interest if you haven't seen it, and I hope you go scope it out. But maybe wait till the the podcast finishes. So now that we've covered a little bit about Adventure Time and paint the richest of tapestries, let's jump into the actual subject for today. Rainy Day Daydream. The episode starts with Finn and Jake chilling outside their treehouse. Finn has this big old to-do list written on his arm, and as he starts to read it, uh, a, a storm opens up and it starts to rain knives. Yeah, flippin' knives. Uh, they rush inside to avoid the impending, you know, raining stabbings. Um, as they chill in the house to avoid the weather, Bimo, our tiny little computer robot friend, shows up and suggests playing video games. 
not only does BMO start a really boring game, BMO's batteries quickly run out and he just falls over. This prompts Jake to use his imagination and Finn quickly responds that imagination is for turbo nerds, which is a really good insult or compliment. I'll take it as a compliment for sure. I'd like to take a moment here. I find that th this is so relatable. I often ha myself have quite the to-do list, whether I want to do those things or not, and the weather or something has prevented me from doing it. Usually in, in my life, I love rainy days, so I just try to stay on my couch or bed and not venture out into the wild. So here's perhaps a little different. But regardless, whether we have wanted to play outside or go get groceries or do any number of errands, we can all align with our heroes, Finn and Jake, whose plans were so quickly foiled. So, back to the story. Bimo has powered down and Finn and Jake are sitting on the couch. Jake proceeds with the game of, like, the floor is lava. Finn is super not into it and responds a little annoyed with Jake, really, and tells him that, like, whatever, like, I'm gonna master reality. Finn proceeds to step on the floor and, hey, guess what? His foot catches on fire because the, the floor is lava. Because, you know, you're playing the floor is lava. The floor is, it's lava. We've, we've all played that, right? Game of Thrones still happening. It's cool. Do, 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 do. Um, we quickly find that Jake's imagination makes things become reality, but Finn cannot see it for himself. Perhaps he mastered reality too well. Uh, but Finn becomes further annoyed with uh, Jake and suggests, hey, why don't you just turn off your imagination? But Jake's like, hey, I I can't, it's my imagination, but I can't imagine an imagination turning off switch. But with that, Jake doesn't abandon his game. He imagines the switch in a whole other place within their treehouse fort situation, and Jake, perhaps a slightly self-indulgent doggo, imagines a whole lot of obstacles and monsters and cute girls, and I think there's some hamsters or gerbils, there's something there. Um, but all these things become real, taking up space, and they're unseen by Finn. So Jake has to be Finn's eyes as they navigate through the house, beating a, a troll and his family, and dodging around invisible walls, using using cosmic gauntlets, because in a post-apocalyptic world, you can't have too many cosmic gauntlets. As they ascend higher in their tree fort, they have to cross an exposed bridge outside. They've protected themselves from the raining knives, and there's an invisible riddle master. Jake can't come up with a good idea for a riddle, but Finn is also unable to solve it, and so is doomed to death by snakes. And Finn just chucks a missile towards the invisible riddle master, sending invisible snakes at him, and he yells, and apparently can feel imaginary poison coursing through his veins, you know, you know, the usual. As they get to the bedroom where the switch exists, Finn has to push past a bunch of invisible cute girls, according to Jake's imagination, um, just so he can get to the imagination turning off switch. And at this point, Jake also imagines an invisible imaginary monster that even he can't see. So that's a whole thing. Anyways, the switch gets flipped and Jake basically powers down and becomes emotionless and he does things but in a very monotone way. Uh, Finn becomes incredibly annoyed with Jake and that he, he sucks even more now and he needs to turn his imagination back on. But now with no imagination, Jake can't imagine an imagination anything. So Finn realizes that it's his own imagination that's the key. He has to imagine the imagination on switch. 
there's a, this whole Finn's Imagination Land experience. There's a little song. Finn meets a, a dandy little bug named Bellamy Bug. There's It's a whole thing, but I won't spoil it for you. But Finn gets to the switch, and after some more fun, Jake's imagination returns to a normal level of imagination. And I, I think that's literally what the switch has printed on it, too. Like, normal level of imagination, um, which is pretty good. This episode is absolutely wonderful because as the adventure escalates and escalates with the teamwork and effort to get to the top of the treehouse, they hit the switch to turn the imagination off and back on. The knife storm subsides and our duo realizes they can go out on their planned adventures. But Finn says he's had all the adventures he can handle for the day. All from within their home and with the use of their imagination. And with that, Finn imagines the floor is lava and Jake quickly pretends to melt. And it quickly ends by Jake saying, just kidding, and Finn laughing and replying, good dog, while patting Jake on the head. I love this episode because, one, Adventure Time can present such a complex narrative, and this episode at face value is so simple. The floor is lava, right? But let, but if we zoom it out a bit, we have two friends who explore a dystopian land, and one doesn't really know what to do if he's not attacking something and protecting a princess or doing whatever it is you do in a place called the Land of Ooh. Uh, one presents a simple imagination game that we all have played in hotel rooms and the story spirals out from there. Perhaps it's an allegory or warning to never grow up, at least not too much, and remember our imagination, or perhaps at least maybe even just exercise it a little bit, because it may go out of control or cease to exist. I mean, after all, it was Finn's imagination that stabilized Jake and resolved our story. He brought back order once he learned the lesson from his stoner sage friend. I think we all have had rainy days that have limited us to our homes and had to abandon plans and had to make up our own fun. I've built my fair shares of pillow forts and taken over the living room with my own cardboard boxes into fortresses and fortified myself and friends from our imaginary enemies. I hope you check out this episode. I left quite a bit out and if you haven't seen Adventure Time, prepare to get swept away. I also like to think that imagination is the key in the first place, right? Like, what if Finn was able to imagine and see what Jake was saying from the start? May not have been a very good episode, but I'm I'm positive that's the point. We wouldn't have learned anything. I, I do love Finn's imagination at the end. Seriously, like, please go watch this episode. Let's just say it fluctuates to some extremes. Um, so at the end of the day, if you're living in a dystopian wasteland filled with citizens from the Candy Kingdom and Knife Storm sweeping in and you're friends with a vampire queen, don't forget your imagination. It just might save you from the Invisible Goblin family or Riddle Master. Oh, and Cartoon Network just released the whole series as a box set for a limited time, which is pretty neat. And if you are into Adventure Time at all, um, the box set looks like the Enchiridion that Finn carries for some time. So that's pretty cool. So I hope you check out Adventure Time. And hopefully you also enjoy Rainy Day Daydream as much as I do. I've seen the series and that that was probably one of the first episodes I've seen. And it's the one that um, when I think of Adventure Time, that sticks out in my head the most. So yeah, I hope you check it out. Hope you love it. Thank you for listening to Combo Breaker for a one-two punch of enthusiasm. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. And if you did, I hope you share it with a friend. And if you want to share something you're digging on or shoot an email over to weareokretro at gmail.com with Combo Breaker in the subject line. 
and follow me on all the social medias at We Are Okay Retro to see what stuff is coming out and what I'm up to. And I hope you all have a fantastic week. Until next time. Oh my god, it's not stopping.